episode 57 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican with Editor-in-Chief Joe LaTempio, Knight Editor Ben Rowe, I am Sports Editor Joey LaFranca, and we have a window open in the recording studio, the first time there has been air in this room in what Joe LaTempio guessed potentially 50 years. Joe, how does it feel to have air in, in the recording studio? Uh, it certainly is a great window of opportunity. Uh, <laughs> oh, well done, well done. Uh-huh. Um, no, you can't beat fresh air. No. Uh, you can have all the heating and air conditioning <laughs> systems you want, mm-hmm. but fresh air, especially this time of year when it gets a little crisp, uh-huh. um, kind of like wakens you up and, and Invigorates you. Yeah, it's fresh. It's good it stuff. Does, actually. Going. I was skeptical a little bit, but no, this is actually really nice. Yes. <laughs> but before we get any further, Joe, how are you doing? Joey Bats, doing good. Ben, how are you doing? I am doing excellent. Okay, that's good. Now we've got that taken care of. Now we can get down to business. Yes. One couple things that I want to point out first. Ben, don't say transition today. Don't say transition. Segway. Hold, yeah, or yeah, segway. <laughs> oh. Restrain yourself from yelling segway today. Yes. Program notes. Out loud yes. program notes. Honestly, that was so funny last week. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> but to get to some stuff right off the well, bat. Well, I do have one complaint. You do have one complaint? Yes. Okay. I do not. Oh, yeah. And don't, don't be throwing me under the bus for throwing soccer balls at girls this yeah. week. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you didn't do it again, did I you? Went, By the way, no, I have no <laughs> I went to a local restaurant. And Uh-oh. picked up an order to go, um, which is a lot of people do these days. Oh, yeah. And I noticed new on the um, little uh, square that you put the card in, pay for a credit card. Yeah. It had a little sign saying, all card transactions will now be charged 3.95% for oh. using a card. Really? And I was like, what is this? Yeah. I mean, we're supposedly, people want to transition to a cashless society. Yeah. And this we're being punished now for using our card. Where is I this? don't like, I'm not going to say. Okay. Local mean, establishment. That's interesting. Well, I will say this. And it's not just that place. A no, I, I'll say this right it. at our, our vending machines here in the break room. It charges you an extra ten cents if you use a card There's compared a few, to cash. Yes, and and gas places uh, sometimes you charge you pay more if you use really. Money. They nickel and dime you literally. Yes, <laughs> I ridiculous. don't like it. By the way, gas prices are ridiculous. Yeah. What's the deal with the I, gas prices? I, I, <laughs> I spent ninety nine dollars to fill up my truck yesterday. I, I have a big tank, granted, but like I have a thirty six gallon tank, but ninety nine dollars. I believe it. I always got 99 problems. Gas. How long? Gas is one. <laughs> How long will that last you? Uh, it'll last me a while. It'll last me probably about two, two, two weeks or so at least. Like you know, and I that was that was almost an empty tank. That's a so, lot of money. Uh, yeah, that's expensive. It like, is. But but come on. Because I did I did do I have done the past couple of weeks just for for here. I've done a, a decent amount of traveling too. So like that kind of like upped my my normal traveling rate and you know how much gas i'm using life is expensive fellas and it's not like i'm going on like i i, <laughs> I thought to myself though from the last time i filled up to this time i haven't like gone on like any like type of joy ride or anything like that it's like I, 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 I nowadays yeah i don't have time um but like that's the thing i haven't even well go, i haven't gone to too many places I did gas prices are ridiculous i did actually take a joy ride the other day and i was thinking this the fact that gosh this is a luxury with the gas prices <laughs> yeah it's not like like today for well, example you know what the skeptics would say 
What's Life that? is about choices. Yeah. Like Joey LaFranca doesn't have to drive a huge honking truck. No, I mean, I get decent yeah. I did get decent gas mileage. I do. I get, like, right now, my, I like because it keeps track of it, I get almost 20 miles per gallon. For that rig, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's a V8. Yeah. No, it's the old school Ford engine. It's not bad. What about a Mini Cooper? Mini a Mini Cooper, I think that might get a little bit better. You know what? I should I, the next the next vehicle I get, I'm just gonna get a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. like just gonna get a Tesla. I was watching a video the other day. It's they were showing clips of like the Tesla. I, I, it's full discretion. I don't know if it was Tesla, but an automated car testing track. Yeah. And they had like this dummy on this rail that was supposed to simulate like a guy walking out the street across the road, mm-hmm. and the car's coming, and the car's coming, and all right, it's got to stop, it's got to stop. Dummy comes out, boom, just <laughs> right through the dummy, and I'm like, oh jeez, yeah, it's <laughs> <a lot of laughs> work to do. I never knew that. Speaking of that, I never knew that's what the last the well, at the time the Brooklyn Dodgers were named after the people who were dodging the trolley cars in the streets. Yes. That's, ah. that's, that's where that name comes from. So, I never knew that. So people have been dodging stuff on the roads for... Yeah, there's a baseball time. team named after it. Yeah. Well, the, the automated car, I think they're called Genesis. It's uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple out there. But, but I, I mean, now they have the Tesla Dodgers. <laughs> the new sports team. I do not like paying extra for using a darn credit card, for crying out no, loud. No, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. I don't like it. Yeah, that's... This is like... A, that's that's not fair. And well, you got, the, they say, it. well, we get charged for yes. you know for credit cards. Okay, I'm sure they all put it in their prices anyways. And that's like when you go to a place and you use the ATM, and they're like, you gotta pay an extra three, three bucks, bucks. Yes. to get your own money. Yeah, yes. to get your own money. <laughs> it's not your bank. At that point, you might as well make your own bank and just take all your money out and just store it in your house. Granted, I don't like if it. something it's, granted it's, if something happens, then you're kind of out of luck. It's not right, and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> It grinds your gears, <laughs> as you, as some might like to say. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, you, you watch know. when you go. Pay attention. See if they have a sign. Yeah. That an extra three or four percent for using a card, debit or credit. Well, now you know. At certain places, bring cash. Have cash. Well, with yeah, it. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. That's what you got off. And then you'll have all that change. And then mm-hmm. you get the change. You can put it in your piggy bank. Think about all I that. I do save all my change. I do, too. I have a huge uh, old I, Folgers coffee. Uh, oh, that's container. awesome. Okay, so you don't want to know what I have? I have a huge Dickie's barbecue cup. And I put all my okay. uh, I put that all works. my change in mm-hmm. that. And I actually I really love like rolling the coins and like actually no, no, bringing no, no. them to the bank. I love that stuff because <laughs> go to it's, the credit I, union and dump them in the. Oh, yeah, that's kind of fun too. <laughs> I like rolling it because it's like oh look at how much money I have like in just <laughs> coins. This this thing there was like ten bucks in this cup and I didn't even know it. Like that's fun. The last time I cashed in my full bucket of it was a big bucket of Folgers. Yep. It was like almost four hundred dollars. Okay. Really? In coins. Yeah. Wow, it must have been a lot of quarters. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was, yeah, well, it was a boatload of How did coins. you transport that? I carried it. I was going to say, that's that was, a heavy. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you do, that's a workout right there. Yeah. That's a workout. That's awesome, though. That's pretty, well, that's pretty cool. If you're going on vacation or something and you want a little extra spending money, yeah. it's perfect for that if you have a full bucket. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It takes a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. It yes. takes it takes a while to accumulate, and plus too, like nowadays, like people definitely aren't necessarily using as much cash. Yeah, so like right. you're not obviously not generating as much change. So being penalized all over the system. Yeah. Did you ever um, speaking of coins? <laughs> did you ever um, get uh, when the when they were doing the whole thing where like 
the quarters had like the states on the back. Yes. Do you have? Did you did you ever like collect those? Yes, my I kids did, did. I did that with my grandpa. We both have like our own books yeah. with like the quarters, and you would actually oh, like the state thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. You would go to the bank and you would be like, "Hi, do you have like this quarter yet?" And uh-huh. like you. It was it. cool. It was yeah. really cool. Was yeah, cool. I have my booklet somewhere with all the coins. Yeah, in it. The last things. one, the last one that was like the elusive coin that like my grandpa and I could never find. I think was Utah. Never could find Utah. Really, we couldn't find Rhode Island. Ooh, yeah, that's a random one. Some people for, people forget about Rhode Island and people forget about Delaware. Yeah, I know. Th- I feel like those are the two states that people always kind of forget about. They uh, do. I'm pretty sure I have mine completed in the map somewhere of all the accomplishments in life, <laughs> finding all the quarters. It's yeah, kind of cool. I have that yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, and I feel like kids nowadays, they won't. I mean, I remember back when um, the Susan B. Anthony, what, half dollar? Two dollar cent, whatever. When they change two dollars. Yes. When they change them, is that as a kid that was like, whoa, a new coin just dropped. (laughs) (laughs) New coin (laughs) dropped. But it's like kids won't get that nowadays. Do you remember or have you seen two dollar bills? No. I have one. I always carry one in my wallet. I used to have a bunch of them. I always carry one in my wallet. Yeah. It's good luck. Scurrier than a two dollar bill. (laughs) Yeah. They came. I remember when they came out. (laughs) Three. They came out during the bicentennial, nineteen seventy six. Yeah. And my father actually had a collection of them. Do they make them anymore? Oh, they must. Yeah. And you rarely see them. Yeah. Kids nowadays will be like, oh, look, they have a new type of Bitcoin out there. <laughs> well, they don't, I don't think they make silver dollars anymore. No, I don't think so either because I think cost-wise it doesn't make sense for them. And when do we finally got to get rid of the pennies? They've been talking about that forever. No, I hope we never get rid of pennies. <laughs> Co- the copper, you can get more from the copper than yes. you can from a penny. The pennies are worth more than they're made of. Yeah. Penny candy. I used to be able to buy it. You yeah. can still here, actually. With the um, the gumball machines and the um, that's true. The micro. That's true. That's for a penny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I re- remember I told you the story. I kept. Put, I thought it was like dimes. So I kept putting <laughs> dimes in there. Yeah, some would work. I think I no no it would like I put the dime in there and it would work. But like I could have gotten ten pieces of bubble yeah, gum. Yeah, I think yeah. it's um I think it's the what the Shriners or something. Kiwanis like Club. Kiwanis Club. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That bubble gum is terrible though. It's well, you, you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get a penny worth of gumball. Yeah, like it's like, for the gumball. it's like it's like a double bubble. You get like three or four chews in, and that's about it. Yeah, it's the best three or four chews of your life. <laughs> All right, we got our food done. reference in. It's officially an episode. Now, yes, so. it's officially an episode. No question about it. But getting to other topics, um, yes. obviously, like I mean, we lead a lot of different episodes with this, but COVID continues to be an issue and now we're seeing it really become an issue in schools a little bit more and um definitely that's been in the news of late it is i mean again it's the fact and not to preface that but is that back in the early summer when it was smooth sailing for a bit and then now we're seeing cases we're seeing deaths we're seeing closures all that stuff um so yeah so this week highlighted a bit of that yeah, I mean, school started out okay, but as many predicted, um, it, COVID is hitting and hitting hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, classrooms have had to switch to remote. Um, parents have had to scramble, figure mm-hmm. out what to do. We had a package of stories in today's Press Republican that dealt with that, um, where families talked about the difficulties they've had in trying to uh, manage the situation with multiple kids, um, jobs, and, yep. and everything, and different um, classroom models. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. It's, is it's not easy, and it's not going to get any easier as we continue this, because the case numbers, Ben, as you said, continue to rise. And it, it's become the dominant issue of the day. 
still is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do, and I find it interesting, um, and again, the stories today were fascinating and went into well depth into it, but is that it's funny going into the second year of the stuff and how, um, yes, is that it's the same issues, but is that now with the vaccines with available for older kids, um, with vaccines for adults and that kind of thing is that it's almost like the second round where the rules have changed a little bit because there's an emphasis on keeping the schools as open as possible while quarantining certain kids and it's just that's the whole thing about this COVID is that it changes the rules oh yeah <laughs> every once in a while and everybody's kind of living by different rules too mm-hmm. like we've literally reached the point now where like as a society some people are like oh well it's literally if you're vaccinated and you're exposed to you know you mm-hmm. might be exposed you don't have to quarantine different rules but mm-hmm. if you're not vaccinated then you have to quarantine and, and, and like that, that's that's something that I feel like I thought would be an incentive for people to get vaccinated but maybe it's not I don't know well it, you know there are people out there that say well, this is the third school year you're dealing with. It should have figured out by now. Yeah. But what you like you say, it's changing all the time. Uh-huh. It's different now than it was in March of 2020. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's different now than it was in September of 2020. Uh-huh. Um, so. Uh, th- but it was interesting to see um, as the headline, and you know, and as, and I'm sure Joey can attest to this, is the headline writing isn't art. And it's the fact that one thing that I don't like putting in headlines is so-and-so and so-and-so talk about this. But the headline really today was parents offered different views of, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, and it's the fact that, and I was trying to think of, well, I want to put one specific view up there. I want to say parents don't like it, parents like it. But it's true, <laughs> is that no, that um, it, there's a mixed bag. And I find that interesting that some parents... They, they quote-unquote, you know, they understand, and other parents, they're frustrated. And, and, for, um, for sure. Uh, a uh, differing of opinions. Yes, which is, you know, that's not the story. I want just one to tell me how it is. Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. No, <laughs> no it's, it's very... a little it, bit of both. It's very, it's very <laughs> difficult, and, and not only have we seen it, obviously, in the schools, you know, we see COVID with other storylines. One other thing has been... Um, the vaccine mandates at, at hospitals, that's been a huge thing. And I know you guys have covered that a little bit this well, week on the news side. schools real quick yeah. before we move on to the hospitals is the fact that one thing that did strike me was um, reading the um, story about one family that was frustrated with the technological side of at-home learning, which... Um, that's understandable. Yes, it's comp- is understandable. But it also it strikes me as interesting that I think the pandemic um, has made schools consider or strike let me start again is that it strikes me as interesting that in the year 2021 schools weren't prepared for that ahead of time is that i remember back when i was in school we were just starting heck our we were using floppy disks <laughs> at the start of that and then when i was a senior i got my first like usb thumb drive that i was able to plug in and it's like yes we've come a ways with like google classroom and you know um, all that kind of stuff but as i feel like schools are this is a good push in the direction of schools should be able to accommodate kids at home and keep them connected and that kind of thing i guess it's just that kind of made me think of like how it would have been back in my day and that i guess again it's you know i'm I'm not sure how connected joey was i mean i think you didn't have like school issued laptops or ipads no no we had at cn like at the end at like i think it was my junior year we had like this like crate uh not crate like it was just like big box of like um, t- t- not like a cardboard box, like a, a box shaped 
thing where like a bunch of iPads were stored. It was like a huge charging device, so like all the iPads could be charged at Whoa, the same time. That's cool. <laughs> they had they had that. But like that was toward the end and like that was just that was the only thing. You know, obviously with the computer labs and stuff like that, but that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Well, I'm thinking five years from now, ten years from now, maybe it will be like something you don't even think about. Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. Is These the three kids, yeah. yeah, they're remote today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of them are here. Uh, like, remember when we were first figuring this all out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's where we're headed. Yeah, I no, I hope so. I, I hope some good can come from that. I don't... So you hope... You're not, you're not saying you hope that, like, everything becomes, like, virtual learning. No, oh, no. Okay. I'm just saying it's the contingency plans for a situation. No, yeah. I think, I think the contingency plans... I don't... I would... Ten, like, are you just saying, Joe? That's a possibility of like what mm-hmm. could be. I don't. I personally, I don't well, think I mean, that would happen if it's necessary. Yeah, like yeah. In certain situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like not not going remote no. all the time. No. Knowing knowing a bunch of teachers having two parents that are teachers and like now me actually just even teaching a course at Plattsburgh like. I would not want to do virtual learning. No, and I and I don't want kids who are sick to then think, well, I'm still <laughs> going to go into school and do virtual learning. No, but just um, yes. That nowadays I know that parents email their the teachers more often. They some parents text the teachers. Heck, you know, I like that connection where it's kind yeah. Of like there's all, there's a lot more ways to for good and bad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more ways that parents can uh, stay connected with teachers and things mm-hmm. like that. And I. I think that's good to have that avenue of communication, but I think at some point, so everybody's always, so there's going to be people who abuse that avenue oh, of yes. communication, and like there, there's boundaries. Yeah. Like you don't communicate with a, a teacher at like you know 11 p.m. like on a random yes. Wednesday. <laughs> like, uh, that happens. I, oh, I know, I know, no, I know. That happens. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, because like, people do it. Yeah, um, and they say what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like what you mean? You mean to tell me 11 p.m. at night's not real? Like that's the thing. You don't call. You're just like messaging, and like, mm-hmm. but you still probably see it. Like that's the thing. It's funny. I told um, I told my students for my class. I said, even if you guys are working on something late at night, feel free to like email me or, or shoot me a text because like. You know, I'm. I'm. That's the hours that I'm working. So, like, use that to your advantage. I'm probably one of the few professors right. that will respond to you at like 11:30 <laughs> p.m. And it happened last night. Yeah. Somebody emailed me, and they had a question about like how to complete an assignment. And like, there was there was one thing. It was a good question too. They wanted to make sure they were doing something correctly. And I got right back to them. It was like probably 11:15 at night. And they responded like, "Wow, didn't think you were going to respond to this <laughs> until the morning." And I was like, "I told you guys, I'm not. Like, I'll, I'll help you out." Well, <clears throat> college life is nightlife mostly, anyways. Yes. The essay meetings they didn't oh, yeah. start till ten o'clock. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that, I remember that for Cardinal Points. Yes. It's like whoever had like the essay beat, they're like, "Oh, that that's a really good beat for anybody to like get a deadline driven because that yes. usually was on the same night that Cardinal Points would like have to be completed." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes, and they go until like yeah, two in the morning or something like that. But <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yes, but there are yeah, you're right, Joey. Is it is a bit of a slippery slope with technology keeping you busy all the time. But, yes. Um, I just you know it's the fact that as the frustration with those parents is that it's kind of like with college life where oh my my essay didn't upload to the Dropbox. What do I do? <laughs> you know, it's like gosh, you know, yeah, figuring all that out is is complicated. Yeah. But. Some but, of those things. But yes, um, also is the speaking of complicated, the healthcare system, the mandate went out this week for um, get, you got to get the shot. Yeah. And thirty-three people of our local health network did not get the shot. No, so. cor- no, 
refresh my memory. So, like, for the for the people who were basically let go, for lack of better words, if they get the vaccine, they can come back, correct? They would be that's, welcome back. That's yes. the so that's so the hospital said. so technically speaking, they haven't like lost their jobs. It's more I, so they yeah. need to get the vaccine to mm-hmm. continue on. Right. Okay. So well, and that was the tell. I could definitely see how that's a controversial topic. Oh. Mm-hmm. No question. And yes. yes, and and I was struck by the tone of the um, hospital officials talking about it. Is that their tone wasn't one of um, <coughs> you know good riddance by any means. It was one of um, you know this is very bad, this is sad. We don't like this happening. Um, and by all means, you know if you get the shot, then you're welcome back. And I think that's a good approach to take. Is that these aren't just you know. Um, is that there's not just cogs in the machine. These are staff people that are helping, and, you know, we want them there. <laughs> well, and, and if you add up between the three hospitals in Plattsburgh, Malone, and E-Town, I think there's more than 3,000 people that work at those mm. places. Yeah. So 33 people might not seem like a big deal. But keep in mind, a lot of these departments in the hospitals, they're already short. Yeah. And to lose 33 more... That's, that's significant. It's... It's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where I'll give a sports uh, scenario that I just was hearing about yesterday. So there are two basketball players in the NBA who I'll use as this example. So Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets, as of now, he's not vaccinated. He, and he wants privacy. Yes, he wants privacy. He said he wants privacy. And with the current rules in New York City, he can't play in home games if he's not vaccinated. Right but he could potentially play in away games. Here's the very interesting thing. Andrew Wiggins, who plays for the Golden State Warriors, is also not vaccinated. He's actually asked the NBA for a religious exemption, mm-hmm. and he was denied. Now, here's the thing. He's also not vaccinated. But if he were to come to either New York to play the Knicks or Brooklyn to play the Nets, he could play because there is a thing within the New York City government law or whatever you want to say where it says an outsider cannot be denied the opportunity to um, generate an income Hmm. and for Andrew Wiggins since he's an outsider he can come to New York City to play but since Kyrie Kyrie Irving is not an outsider he can't play so he's being denied an opportunity to generate an income it's a very weird like, this is well, just one example. It's a very weird scenario It right falls now. into the category of Canadians can fly in, mm-hmm. but you can't drive in. Uh, it's one of those weird things. You can that fly, makes no sense. but you can't drive. <laughs> it makes no sense. It doesn't. Um, it it's doesn't. It's like uh, part of the COVID world, I guess. Mm-hmm. And what if, like, what if Kyrie Irving lived in New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he played for, like, that's a th- it just doesn't make any sense. Like, the, these are the things. So, like, I can understand... I, I'm not getting into like whether or not they want to get the shot or not, but I can understand the frustration of the people who haven't gotten the vaccine and now they they can't earn a living. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, well, it's it's um, the you know the confluence, the coming together of you know yes, um, doing something versus forcing people to do something. Yeah. And, and and how I fall in terms of like w- w- not to get the shot or to to get the shot that that's a whole other topic. Yeah. I'm just saying I understand both sides of the story. Uh-huh. Well, and I think a lot of people do. It, it's new territory. I mean, oh, it's new, all right, yeah. You know, not anything we've really ever dealt with before. So it's going to be a while before the kinks but, are all worked out. Yes, yeah. we hope that, you know, um, 
they're filling in gaps with bringing in other workers and that kind of thing, and hopefully things stay smooth and, um, you know, yeah, it's as you said, Joe, it's new territory, so. Mm. It's going to be interesting. Um, anything else news-wise that we wanted to touch upon? Um, little little things, big things, in between things. Well, we were talking about before. SUNY enrollment. Oh, yes. Which was an interesting story this week from Joe Mahoney, our CNHI uh, Albany correspondent. Um, SUNY is, a, once again, experiencing a decline in enrollment pretty much across the, the system, um, including Plattsburgh State. And trustees are going to have to figure out how to deal with it. Um, stronger marketing and recruiting campaigns have been suggested. A total restructuring of the system has also been talked about. What that might mean and what that might look like, Lord knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was trying. We were talking about this the other day. If you were going to do a marketing system. He's uh, the marketing best. campaign for Plattsburgh State and try to attract kids here. I would think, well, okay, let's find Plattsburgh State's most famous graduate. Who would that be? Joe Latempio. No. Hey. And I said, don't say Anthony Weiner. Uh, <laughs> yes. But who who would Plattsburgh State's most famous graduate be? Well, there's got to be some athletes fairly dumb. Tim Robbins them. went to Plattsburgh State. Yes, the actor most famous for the Shawshank Redemption. And uh, most famous. And uh, uh, what was the baseball movie he was in with the Kevin Costner? Field of Dreams. No, no. I was going to say not Field of Dreams. <laughs> um, he I was don't know. in Tim Robbins. Bull was Durham. In Bull oh, Durham. Bull Durham. Yeah. Okay. I've never uh, seen that movie. Oh, it's great. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies that like is obviously a classic. Just one that I've never watched. Yeah, he went to Plattsburgh State. Um, there's got to be other people. Oh, Tim Robbins was in Top Gun, too. Interesting. <laughs> Fun facts here. Um, they, they need to promote that at St. Plattsburgh. But no, is that, yeah, it is the question of, um, you know, um, my thought always was that St. Plattsburgh as an educational institution has a lot to offer. SUNY Plattsburgh as a destination, you really have to like the outdoors. <laughs> um, I, if I were to come up with a, a marketing campaign sell SUNY to try and sell SUNY Plattsburgh, I would go at it from the angle of look at what you offer for from an education standpoint mm-hmm. and twist it in with the outdoors side of things. So you see like... You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, okay, do you want to be outdoors? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want? I'm trying to. What's the name of the major where they like go all over the world? Expeditionary. Yes, expeditionary studies. I actually have a student who's an expeditionary studies major in my class. Very odd, but he's good. He's good. He does a good job (laughs) in my class. Um, You know, twist that into it a little bit. Like, you like the outdoors? Okay, here's the outdoors. Something like that. I think from a marketing campaign, though, you have to use social media. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to. Well, use, you have to use Twitter. Th- that's you have one to of use the things they talked about. Oh, really? They're I saying that no, you're relying too much on that stuff. Mm. You got to get stories in the paper. Generated in real traditional strong media markets, because that's where all the Twitter reaction comes from, anyways. Um, hmm. And they were like. Um, I guess the the older people in SUNY system they didn't know what an influencer was, <laughs> uh, okay. and uh, I don't know if they take much stock in it or not. But I remember 
Speaking of marketing, and I just bring this up because I guess it's a success story. When I was <laughs> in high school in my first two years of college, I went to Monroe Community College in mm-hmm. Rochester, which is a big community college. Yeah. There's like 16,000 sure. kids there. And they had these television commercials that the college made to recruit kids, and they would be people in life, in business or whatever, that had went there and earned a degree and learned some skills. And at the end of each commercial, and they had a lot of them, the person would say, thank you, MCC, and somebody would dump a bucket of water on their head. <laughs> well, the guy's bucket challenge before. Wait, yes, <laughs> 20 years before. <laughs> and, um, and they would be there smiling all wet and saying, thank you, MCC. <laughs> and you and, remember that. Well, and then um, I remember somebody did a story about it saying, believe it or not, these really stupid commercials worked. The inc- enrollment was shot up, yeah, and people yeah. referred to it and remembered it. Well, I think maybe because that's such a lighthearted type of thing, mm-hmm. you want to kind of relate to that a little bit. And I think one thing that I've seen recently, and I caught my eye, was there's one thing that's going around on Plattsburgh social, SUNY Plattsburgh social media right now, where it's profiling a local student who's actually she's in my class. Her name's Olivia. She's originally from Peru, and she talks about how. She decided to go to Plattsburgh, stay close to home, but she doesn't really, like, she, she's not, like, at home. Her, her parents are part of the video, and her parents say, like, oh, we don't really, like, see Olivia much other than, like, on weekends and, like, you know, maybe for Sunday dinner or things of that nature. And then it shows her, like, out and about being part of, like, you know, go to class and yeah. or, like, you know, being part of the campus community, you know, doing things outside, different things like that. That's good stuff. I think that's good. Like, I think yes. that's good on Plattsburgh State to do things like that. Clinton used to do it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do think that they I, I with the way Plattsburgh athletics are run, I think that's a good selling point that they could potentially use too. Especially with look, they're gonna have new facilities in Memorial Hall, up- upgraded facilities in Memorial Hall, as well as new facilities. They're going to um, obviously you have a beautiful Stafford, you know, Stafford Ice Arena. You have a great athletic complex with soccer. And I think one thing that they don't do enough of is have high school sporting events on Plattsburgh State's campus. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think they do enough of that. They used to have they, they used to. They used now to. Now they charge. Yep. Too and much. I, and I and it and it puts people off. And I think that's a that's one thing that can you know and I get it. I, I, I get from Plattsburgh's you know point of view like they should, you know, if they want to charge, they should charge. They should profit off of it a little bit, but I think it's sometimes Why? We're already paying for it with our taxes. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. But, you know, I mean, I don't think it should be as much as what it is. Um, but Joe is a penny pincher in this episode. <laughs> but I think, I mean, wouldn't it be cool to see some, like, high school basketball games played, at, played at Memorial Hall other than, like, the field house? Because back in the day... Sectional games were played at Memorial Hall, not at yep. the Fieldhouse. Yep, and were. it was a much better environment at Memorial Hall, too. The problem, it, was, you, the problem the, was you couldn't fit as many people in there. And it would get the high school kids thinking, gosh, I'd like to keep playing on this. Exactly. Things, place, like, so. things like that, you just mm-hmm. you just never know. And and there will be local people, too, who say, like, oh, the Plattsburgh State Athletic Complex is what, what a joke. Like, there's always going to be those people oh, yeah. because those people exist everywhere. Well, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that, that can or can't influence a kid to go to yeah. school there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, if, if you know if they do a good job of, of marketing and yeah. getting the word out, heck, I remember when uh, at MCC I applied for uh, at Potsdam, Oswego, and Plattsburgh State to transfer, and I got accepted at all three, and I had to decide. And there was this kid that went to my high school; was a couple of years older than me, 
went to Plattsburgh State, and I saw him, and I said, what do you think? He's like, there's 52 bars downtown. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Decision made. No, I, I'm kidding, but <laughs> the point is, who knows what is going to be the final selling point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. so, the more you information you were about that, but there. did your friend really mention the bars downtown? <laughs> He did. Yeah. <laughs> Fifty-one bars down. That's actually pretty funny. No, but it's it's definitely not a job that I would want. I will say that kudos to the advertising people of trying to figure out how to um how to sell any college, honestly. Yeah. But um, but no, I think, and I also wonder how much um with this new report and this new you know looking into it, how much COVID is make colleges think, wow, you know, we our our students are pretty like you know we could lose them for. Any number of reasons. So well, another good selling point for SUNY for in-state students is the cost. Yes. I mean, um, Especially with the what is it, the Excelsior? Hopefully, you won't wind up with uh, human crushing debt. debt. Yeah, <laughs> crushing <laughs> debt. No, it's true though. I mean, that's a very good. That's a very valid point. Mm. I think that's a very valid point. Speaking of speaking of SUNY, SUNY Plattsburgh stuff though. So today during my my class for my sports writing class. Oh well, one last thing, real quick. One more thing. Of course. <laughs> Expeditionary studies. What about it? Back when it has cardinal points, we always used to play a little game. We would do these Q and A's like man of the street things. I think what the buzz and I forget what the other one was called. We go around, we ask students, you know, um, hey, you know, vanilla or chocolate ice cream, and then, then we pull them and put them in the paper. And we would always, when doing that, we'd get their major and that kind of thing. I would always go around, my friend and I, Paul, that did this, and we would, if there was a guy with kind of like a bushy beard, we'd go <laughs> up and say, hey, you know, what's your, and by the way, are you expeditionary studies? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. You're just guessing. Every single time around campus, if you saw a dude with like a really kind of like chest length, bushy beard, it's like, yep. EXP guy. That's and hey, so they're met where they're supposed to be. So, so speaking of Sweetie Plots, did, did you say chocolate ice cream? Chocolate ice cream? Yeah. Yeah, what about it? Oh, did you know that Stewart's was voted the best chocolate ice cream in the country? Should be. Yeah, really? their chocolate Delicious. ice cream is, is pretty it? good. Stewart's yeah. ice cream is literally nectar from the gods. Really? Huh? I mean, I like it, but... Stewart's okay. ice cream, Joe, is legitimately awesome. And I have no affiliation with Stewart's. Uh-huh. I'm well, just next door to it. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people probably do. There's streets everywhere. <laughs> like I know, I mean I I don't I can't say the last time I've been in a Stewart's honestly. Honestly, you know what? The last time I went into a Stewart's hilarious story. I just needed to get hamburger buns and mustard. Mm-hmm. Stewart's has those. Yep. If I always say this, if you go to Stewart's and they don't have it, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. More times than not. They got toilet paper, they got in a pinch. Mm-hmm. You that's yeah. So uh, I go, so I go to Stewart's and I, I get the mustard and I get the the hamburger buns. So I go to the register and the guy's like, "Is this all you need?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, and uh, he's trying to scan the mustard, uh, and it will not scan. Ooh. And I'm just like, "Got put in the code." And I'm just like, I, "Like, you want me to go grab another one?" <laughs> like, because what I what yeah, I noticed was no, what I noticed was the one that I grabbed, the label was a different color than the rest of them. Mm. So obviously it was probably older or newer or whatever than the rest. <laughs> so I said, do you want me to just go grab another one? He's like, no, no, it should be fine. Let me just let me just try and scan it again. So we went through the dog and pony show for about two or three minutes. And I'm just standing there. I'm like, dude, just give me the mustard. Like, I'll give you like five bucks and you can keep the change. <laughs> so eventually he's like, oh, no, hold on. Let me go over and like grab the other, grab another one for you. Yes. So he like comes back over, he scans it. That one doesn't work. And he's like, let me try and scan something else. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. 
He's like, do you want to buy anything else? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, I just want my mustard. So eventually he like scanned something. I was like, okay, well, this works. He's like, I'm going to give you this for free. And I'm like, what? So he gives me like a cookie. And I'm like, oh, cool. So then he's like, he scans it again. He's like, all right, now it's working. All right, so here's your mustard, your, your hot dog buns, and, and have a cookie now on us. <laughs> I'm like, hey. He's like, he's ha- he goes, have a cookie for your troubles. <laughs> but their chocolate ice cream, which they use in a lot of different uh-huh. varieties. Yes, um, milkshakes. I, I don't think I've ever had their straight-up chocolate. But the straight-up chocolate is good. Chocolate, peanut butter, yeah. whatever. No, the, just the chocolate is very uh-huh. good. Yeah. My favorite Stewart's ice cream is mint chocolate chip. Yeah, I like that, and I also like. I just tried this recently. Their cotton candy ice cream flavor, uh-huh. very good, uh-huh. very good, sinfully good, I should say. Now the story is too long for this episode, but next time, Joey, we gotta tell the story of Stuarts and the capsules. Oh my God, yes! Mm-hmm. All right, remember that for next <laughs> remember time. It. Oh, actually, speaking of that, before we get to our final thing here, this was we we had we we said it last week. Our five top. Halloween candies oh. that we would want in our Halloween bag. Yes. Did you do your did homework? Did you guys job? do your homework? I did not. I didn't. You didn't do your homework? <laughs> so okay, should, we got a couple more weeks. Should we put yes. it to next week? Yes. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> but getting to what I've been trying to get to now for probably the past 10 minutes. In my class today, uh, we oh, had yes. Sports Jeopardy. And the students did fairly well on it. There were a couple that I was like kind of very surprised that they didn't get there were a couple others that they did that i didn't think they were going to get mm-hmm. but i want to see how you guys do yes. with some of these okay so you ready yeah. there was one category that like you would be shocked they they didn't actually do well on suny mascots Ooh. i was stunned that they didn't get some of these but are you ready i'm just going to list off a couple and yes. let's see if like you guys can get them okay what's oswego's mascot great lakers yes okay Potsdam. Bears. Okay. Fredonia. Devils. What type of devils? Blue. Yeah. Buffalo State. Buffaloes. Bengals. <laughs> no, Bengals. Bad. You're doing terrible at this. <laughs> well, okay. Here's, and here was the one that I thought might. This was the 500 uh, point one. Morrisville. Tigers. No. Lions. No. Knights. No. Mustangs. Okay. It was really funny. One of the one of the one. Of, one it's one, not a real school. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Possibly men's hockey plays. Um, one of one of one of the students goes. I think they're like the stallions, and I said, oh, you're oh, kind of there. So and she was like, oh, I don't know. And then I said, Mustangs. And then one one kid also when he like snaps his fingers and he goes. No mascot. Trick question. And I was like, no, they have mascots. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good guess, though. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. All right, so here, that, that was one that was a little interesting. Okay, here's another local one. I tried to incorporate some local lessons into this game. Okay, mm-hmm. so Plattsburgh coaches. Oh, boy. Okay. Who coaches men's soccer? Chris Taylor. Correct. Uh, uh, I should know that. Women's soccer. Tanya. What's her last name? Uh, Armelina? <laughs> yes. Yep. Hey. You should have heard, like, there was there was one person today. She goes, Tanya Armelino. Lino. And she's like, Armelino. <laughs> that was pretty funny. All right, women's hockey. Kevin Houle. Okay, and even Ben knows that one. <laughs> All right, and here were the two that I thought might stump the kids a little bit. Because these are newer ones. Okay. Softball. Chris Dory. Softball? <laughs> um, she's new. 
Sam, oh, wait. Did you have her on the podcast? No. No, no it wasn't Julie Decker. Okay. Sam Van Dorn. Okay. Okay. And Baton, current coach, baseball. Chris Dory. No. <laughs> Chris Dory left, right? Yeah, Chris Dory yeah. left. Chris Dory's assistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's his name. <laughs> oh, Christ. I oh, can't remember. I, I read the story. But I don't remember his name. <laughs> Sam Quinn Lowe. Oh. <laughs> Everybody was like, oh, sorry, Sam. Like, what a kid went, oh, I, I knew that too. <laughs> Just couldn't think of it. Okay, so that there was those. Okay, now there was one other category that was fascinating that, like, some of them didn't get. Sport. This was the sports movies category. Mm-hmm. I just gave a quote, and okay. they were supposed to say what movie it was from. Rocky. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was no Rocky involved in this. Because that's one of those, like, I don't know if that's a sports movie. I don't know what to classify that as. Oh, yeah, there's, our fir- there's our first truck going by. <laughs> yeah, well, it's okay. a sports movie. Here's the first one. This was for 100 points. This is it. If you build it, they will come. Field of dreams. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay? Nobody got that. It was really? unbelievable. Okay. Jackie Moon wins the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl in this movie. Oh, wait. Um, it's a Adam Sandler movie? No, no it's a Will Ferrell movie. I was going to say Will Ferrell. Oh, yes. Um, Semi-Pro? Yes. 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 Nobody got that either. And this was... I, Joe, you're going to get this one. Let's see if Ben can get this one. Okay. In this movie, a gopher causes havoc on the golf course. Oh, um, Caddyshack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nobody got that one either. No. <laughs> that was crazy. 401. There's no crying in baseball. A league of their own. Yes. Yes. And the 501. And I, this was hilarious. You should have seen the kids' faces. Nobody knew this. The actor who plays Herb Brooks in The Miracle on Ice. Um, oh, wait. Um, He's the same guy who played the computer wore tennis shoes. Yes. Um, Married to Goldie Hawn. Shoot. Yes. Kurt Russell. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, and here's <coughs> here's one final one. Okay, this was like some Plattsburgh State stuff. Okay, he is the Plattsburgh State athletic director. Chris Waterbury. <laughs> no. Mike uh, Howard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then this was unbel- this was hilarious because I have a men's hockey player in my class, and his team got this question: name of the Plattsburgh State rink, the name of the Plattsburgh State ice hockey rink. The Stafford Ice Hockey Ronald Ronald B. Stafford Ronald Stafford. B. Stafford Ice Arena. And, and the guy's like, oh, Ronald B. Stafford Ice Arena. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, okay, so name of the field Plattsburgh State plays baseball games at. Chip Currents. Okay. And then here were the two that I thought would be a little bit interesting. Okay. The Plattsburgh State women's hockey team does not compete in the SUNYAC. What is the name of its conference? Um, the N- nice... Uh, Newell. N-E-W-H-L. Yes, what does it stand for? Northeast Women's Hockey. Yes, that's correct. I don't remember seeing that that much. That was like such a, like, that was like a painful process. Like the the, the men's hockey player who was in my class, his name's Joe. He got it, but he like, it was, it was like, it's just like pulling, pulling hard to try and get that one. It's a precursor to suing. Yes. And here's one that like they didn't have any shot of getting, but I thought it would be hilarious. I said, name the most recent former coaches of these Plattsburgh State athletic programs. Men's basketball, hockey, and baseball. This was the 500-point question. Tom Curl. Yep. Bob Emery. Yep. And Chris Dory. Correct. And they didn't have a chance to get into those. <laughs> no. But was it, so like, those were like some, good. Of the, those were some of the go on. And actually, here, we'll do this one for you guys, too. These were just nicknames. Okay, Joe, I gave you saw this one already, but 
Who who he was a baseball player. Who was Mr. October? Um, Mark McGuire. No, Reggie Jackson. Uh. Okay. The truth, a basketball player. Well, I used to know Carl Williams as the truth. No, no. The truth is Paul Pierce. That's correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Charlie Hustle. You should know this one. Uh, I have a f- hilarious story about this, by the way. He's a gambler. Uh, he's banned from baseball. Um, Shoeless Joe Jackson. No. Yes, <laughs> though. Who guess? Pete Rose. Oh, so this was funny. So like the, the the kids randomly picked like this one for the first of this category. So they put like Charlie Hustle, and the kids are like looking at it, and they go, "Oh, Charlie Hustle! Like, what was his nickname?" And I was like, "No, no, no! That's the nickname. You have to think of like." And they're like, "Oh, oh, okay. We were we didn't get that." And I was like, "No, no, no! Like, that's the nickname of the player you're trying to like." Oh, okay, we thought to uh, get. Did the, any of them try to like sneak on their phones and Google? No. At one point, there was one kid who was like on his computer, and I was like, are are, I was like, "Are you looking up the answers?" And he's like, "No, no. I'm just trying to print something out for you." And I was like, "Oh, sure, likely answer." <laughs> and everybody was laughing. But all right, soup. Okay, Super Mario. Oh, Mario Andretti. No, no. <laughs> Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. Mario Andretti Mario was an Lemieux. answer for another question. Yes. And 500, the mailman. Oh. The mailman. Th- somebody did get this. Somebody did get this. He's actually like my, like, I call him like Mr. Basketball. Like, he, like it's like you talk basketball with him, he knows everything. You talk any other sport, he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Dwayne Wade. No. Joe? Good guess. Carl Malone. That's correct. That's correct. You See, oh, what about Judge Jury Executioner? What? Isn't that what they call Judge? Oh, Aaron, Aaron Judge? Judge? No, yeah. they go, Aaron, you're Judge and Jury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But, yeah, so that was kind of fun. fun. I enjoyed that with the class today. We did, like, three. We, we had, I, had, I made three different games with, like, Jeopardy games with that. And it was to allow them the opportunity to have a little bit of fun, incorporate some local, like, you know, sports, sports in, knowledge into it so it wasn't just, like, a waste of a class. And oh wait! Quiz for the quiz master. Yeah, Plattsburgh State Fieldhouse. Fieldhouse. One word or two. Technically speaking, it's two because apparently that's what's on the sign. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like in more in most scenarios, it's Fieldhouse. One word. <laughs> it's such a Plattsburgh has some weird, weird stuff going yes. on. I I I but I enjoyed that and the students seemed to like really enjoy that today and it's good too because they they had a this was like the first week that they they had some tough stuff that I gave them this week like they had to write a column like which carried a good they carries a decent amount of weight for their overall grade mm-hmm. and for the past week now and they'll have this this coming weekend as well they're working on their first game stories so like this will be like this coming Tuesday their their first game stories which require them to talk to a coach and two players after a game um that was that's their next thing so. Kind of this week, I kept it a little bit light within the class, so like not to like pile on too much more work for them. And you know, I think it uh, was received pretty well. But it was, it's fun, and I really enjoyed like just working with the students too. Are you having Brian Savage in as a guest speaker? Brian Savage. Yeah. Brian Savard. Savard. 
Brian Savage. I was, I was like, hey, is Brian Savage like a wrestler or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably at some point, yes. I've had Mike Blaine come on. Mike Blaine, a good listener. Well, I mean, Brian, because. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, he sure. You could probably give him some tips. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've had Mike Blaine actually come in. He was a guest on a recent episode. A recent episode. Oh, yes, he was actually a guest on an episode <laughs> on the podcast. But um, he, he came into uh, my class uh, two Thursdays ago now. He was great. Um, he was great because he actually like answered their questions from like a standpoint of like, what do you look for as a coach from a reporter? Like, what are you looking for? Like, what makes you respect someone from a reporter standpoint? And it was fascinating to hear him actually yeah. talk about a couple yeah, of different sure things. And one of one of the students in my class actually asked him. Um, he said, "What did um What did Joey do to earn your respect?" And Mike goes, nothing. He sucks. <laughs> and then, and then, and then he goes, no. He's like, honestly, like Joey, like I could tell, like the first time I ever met with him, like he did his homework, and like that's the main thing. And that's that's really the case for anything in life, right? You know, like be do your do your homework, be prepared. And I stress that to the kids too. If you are prepared and have done some, you know, beforehand work to try and be ready for whatever task is ahead of you, you don't have any reason to be nervous. Yeah. If you are not prepared, I said you're going to be a nervous wreck and you're not going to get anything out of the experience. I said, and that's what this class is all about. Try and get the most out of the experience and be prepared. And I think, you know, I say it all the time. Sports teaches life lessons. Sports writing also teaches life lessons, I feel like, sometimes. There's a lot of different things you can take away from that. Journalism teaches life lessons, too, just in general. But, you know, it's, it's fun, so... I thought the kids enjoyed the the uh, the Jeopardy stuff today. You guys did pretty well though. Maybe hey, Joe did pretty well. Ben Ben will just take credit. Yeah, ben can say, "Oh, that answer was on the tip of my tongue." Well, <laughs> at some point in your class, maybe you could do this for extra credit somehow. Yeah, you have to incorporate the most famous sports lead ever. What was that? You don't know it? No. Outlined against the blue gray October sky. Rode the four horsemen of Notre Dame. Oh, no! In, in in literature, they're known as greed, pestilence, and blah blah blah. Oh my God! I, why have I never heard of this before? You, Grantland Rice, you never heard of that? No, that sounds awesome though. That is the sounds like the greatest lead in sports it is. history. Outlined against the blue gray October sky. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good. Um, speaking of leads, I actually had a good one this weekend. I wanted to mention this. So Phil Lynch. Is uh, the runner? Yes, yes. Forty-one year, forty-one year old from Saranac. Story. Forty-one year old from Saranac. Um, he's currently going to Clinton Community College to complete his nursing degree, and he's a runner. And believe it or not, he's actually running for the Clinton Community College cross yeah. country team. It's cool. And it's so weird. It's comical in a sense that a forty-one year old is running collegiately. Hey, why not? Um, but he is, and he does well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I like, I was mo- like, it was a great, it was a great interview because he, I asked him, I said, do you find any of this like, would you, if you take a second and just like think about what you're doing? I said, do you do you find it comical in a sense? And he's like, oh, absolutely. He's like, <laughs> and he's like, I, I said, what was it like the first time you like lined up at the starting line? He's like, I got some weird looks. Like he's like, they see the gray hair and they're like, is he a coach? I don't know. <laughs> like different things like that. And I thought that was so cool. But like, if you didn't have a chance to check out that story, it's online and it was in. Wednesday's newspaper, um, but my lead for that, and it, it's true, you know, I, I said, age is only a number, and Phil Lynch scoffs at father time. Yeah. It's true. Also, I love the word scoffs. Never use that in a story Read before. it, Ben. What's that? Read it. What am I? 
What the lead. Didn't you look it up? The the Notre Dame. Oh no no. (laughs) Grantlin Rice, Four Horsemen. That actually sounds pretty cool. It was. It's famous. What what was it from a game or was it a preview? It was a preview. Okay, yeah, that sounds much Notre more. Like back the here. New York Herald Tribune in October eighteenth, nineteen twenty-four. Is it from that long ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That is very like, like. A cyclone can't be snared. It may be surrounded, but somewhere it breaks through to keep on going. When the cyclone starts in South Bend, where the where the candlelight still gleams through the Indiana sycamores, those in the way must take the storm sails at top speed. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's a well, where's the thing. lead? You got the lead. Yes, it's a paragraph, Joe. <laughs> um, their real names are... No, start from the beginning. <laughs> outlined against the blue-gray October sky, the four horsemen rode again. In dramatic lore, they are known as famine, pestilence, destruction, and death. These are only aliases. Their real names are Stoldraher, Miller, Crowley, and Layden. They formed the crest of the South Bend Cyclone, before which another fighting army football team was swept over the precipice at the polo grounds yesterday afternoon as 55,000 spectators peered down on the bewildering panorama spread on the green plain below. That People don't write like that anymore. No. That's awesome. I feel like I like was at the game just just seeing that. So that was a, that was a gamer. Yeah. Okay. Or was it? Yeah. 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 That sound, that sounded like 1924. Yeah. Wow, Notre Dame. At the polo grounds. Yes. The legendary polo grounds. You know, so I want you to write your sports stories. Like I got to write. So I have to write like small dissertations now. Against the I, was, I was pulling up my favorite sports lead. What's that? The outlook wasn't brilliant for the Mubdale 9 that day. It was <laughs> four to two. <laughs> there was, I could, I, you know what I could do? Um, I'll leave it with this because this was kind of funny. So I don't know what the issue was two weeks ago. Uh, when I was covering uh, Sable Valley football against Peru, something stunk on the Peru sidelines. It wasn't anybody in Peru. Like, it was, it smelled terrible. Jamie Douglas, the, uh, the boys basketball coach there, when there's football games, he usually like kind of is like part of the grounds crew and like takes care of security and things like that. And I'm talking with him, like, on the sideline. He's, I'm on the field, and he's on the opposite side of the fence. And I said, Jamie, I said, what stinks? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I smell that, too. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe something died in the swamp back there or something. So maybe I could write a headline. I mean, maybe I could write a lead that said, the swamp, the smell of the swamp, <laughs> just glisten, you know, something like that, you know, over over the Peru Osego football game. That that's about what I could do for a for a lead like that right now. But something stank at the Peru Osego football game, but so, it wasn't the players. <laughs> it wasn't the players. Something smelled fishy, <laughs> and then Peru ran a hook and ladder. Um, but <laughs> even you know what a hook and yeah. ladder is. But yeah, no, this was fun. I'm glad we could uh, have a little fun on the episode. But yeah, that's I'm I'm still just I'm kind of distracted by that lead that that's mm-hmm. i gotta write better yeah, yeah we all do that's that's pretty good <laughs> but anyways well you can listen to this podcast this brilliant episode i might say yeah, uh, yeah, on yeah. press apple Podcasts, and soundcloud you can also find it on our facebook twitter and instagram pages but on that note do we have anything else before we want to sign off i don't have anything this time okay nope i think we're good ben you didn't say segue the whole time nope i followed the rules you held that <laughs> all right joe sign us off Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks for your support. And we wish everybody a happy October 1st. And we wish you all a weekside help.